This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Gordon, your week continues. Yeah, it's, it's been a good week so far. Now, we got to continue it until tomorrow because tomorrow is Thursday and it's Thursday night football to start out week four. But, yeah, I mean, things just keep coming up roses. And just when you're starting to feel like, you know what, this thing has been done to death. Let's, you know, let's move on. Finally, we can move on because Aaron Judge has done it. Very reminiscent, if you remember, of the home run that Mark McGuire hit for 62, one that just kind of snuck over yes. the wall. Yes, yes. It was not a Judgean blast, with all due respect to John Sterling. It was not high and far and gone. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it was just a, a more of a routine home run, but a historic home run for Aaron Judge. Hopefully not the last one he hits this year. And a big night for the Yankees, big performance from him. And away we go. 99, baby. <laughs> Gordon had to make you feel good. Had to make you feel very happy. I, I know when I watched it because I had to turn away from the Mets for a minute, Gordon. Yeah. I had to turn away. A dodgy there. Oh, it's, it's still not over. It's well, still not over. No, it's not over. But the Marlins, their best option in the bottom of the ninth inning is to bring in a guy who has an ERA of 9.75, Larry. Okay. It's over. Okay. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but you know, so I had turned away from the Met game for a while. And so I watched it and I, felt, I really felt there's two people I really felt happy for. Okay. Mm-hmm. Obviously Aaron judge. Yeah. But I felt happy for Michael that he was able to get the, get the opportunity to make the call, uh, to have that on, on his resume. Mm-hmm. You know, every time that's played, that's going to be his voice. Absolutely. And hopefully whenever he hits 62, Michael's on that call as well. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and it had to be Michael, right? It's 61 yes. years since 61, Judge uh, hitting 61, and Michael K's age is 61. 61. <laughs> so he had to be part of the mix somehow, so good for yeah. him. I, you know, I felt good for his mom. Yeah, you know, see his mom sitting in the stands. That's yeah. awesome. You know, the yeah. team, they all coming out of the dugout the way they did. I thought great. the Blue Jay fans did it right, you know, very yes. classy by them. yes. There was only one negative, Larry. Okay. The only negative was to that poor guy who was sitting in the stands, <laughs> who brought his glove to the game, who had nobody sitting in front of him, Larry. That guy got a lottery ticket handed to him, mm-hmm. and he dropped it. He dropped he it. Dropped, he dropped it, Larry. Mm-hmm. So for all the talk about what fan was going to get the ball, nobody got it. You know, the bull- I was actually thinking – the bullpen catcher caught it. Why wouldn't the bullpen catcher get it and run out of the stadium? Like, give up the job, right? <laughs> really? If it's going to go for, like, $2 million. Yep. But if I was that guy in the stands, Larry, I would think about that every single day for the rest of my life. The ball was right at me. I had it. It was right there. My wife would divorce me. She'd be sick of me talking. I would be talking about it. I would never be able to move past See ya. You couldn't have put it in his hands any better. Oh, it was right there. And he brought, you know, it's one thing. You can misjudge how hard a ball is hit if you don't have a glove. Yes. You know what I mean? I've definitely done that at a ball game. And you think, oh, it's right there. I'll just just grab it with my bare hand. And And it doesn't work. Ouch. Yeah, it doesn't work that well. (laughs) Yes. He had his glove. He brought his glove to the game. He's sitting in the front row. It's not like there's people above him and below him and everything else. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that poor guy. Poor guy. Poor guy. So. But anyway, listen, so this is a good thing. Now, I hate to do it, but can I give you a negative? I hate okay. to do it. I hate to do it. On, I really do. Garrett Cole? Yeah. Gordon, 
maybe it's me. Okay, maybe it's me. Maybe it's because I'm expecting to see the the coal that was in Houston. Okay, so mm-hmm. so maybe that's it. Maybe it's me. But Gordon and and I have all due respect to Toronto. I know they are tremendous offense. And maybe I'm spoiled by Degrom and Scherzer. But Gordon, this is your ace. Yep. And your ace cannot give up the three run lead. He can't. He can give up a run. He can give up two runs. He cannot give up the lead. Going into the postseason, if I were a Yankee fan, I would be, I would be so nervous with him going to the mound because you're facing team, you're facing quality teams like this Toronto team, and he's got to find it where he doesn't just give up the whole thing. I know about the base running errors. There should have been more runs. I get it. Matter. I understand. You're the ace of the staff. Absolutely. You've got to shut this offense down. And he doesn't do it. Gordon, he does it. He gives up multiple runs. He never gives up a single run. It's like crooked numbers every single time. It's unacceptable. Yep. No, it's not. It's not. Now, his, his strikeout numbers tonight have not been as good, but his velocity has been good. His control has been good. And he will get into spots where one thing goes wrong and it all kind of implodes. And it's clearly it's clearly a mental thing, right? It's not a physical thing. No, no. For all the people that will bring up spider tag, he's not the same guy since spider tag. He cle- I mean, he's striking out guys left and right. His velocity is, is as high as it's ever been. I'm sure that did have an impact to a certain degree, but to me, this is much more mental than it is physical, and I don't know how you uh, you get out of it because this has been – this is not something that's popped up in the last couple of weeks. Nope. This is not something that's popped up in the last month. This has been a constant throughout his – going back to opening day when he gave up that home run, right? He was mm. upset that the, the start of the game was a little late and he gives up a home run right away to Devers. So, yeah, this is something that he's going to have to overcome. And, and for your ace pitcher to have an ERA of three and a half is not good enough. It's simply not good enough. And these are the type of offenses you are going to be facing in October. And he is your ace. And it's just not acceptable. So, I, I don't know. The only thing I'm holding out hope for is that last year he had an excellent regular season until the end. And then, of course, he went into the postseason. It was terrible. Didn't give the team a chance. I got to hope that this time it just flips for whatever reason. And this year he's just mediocre in the regular season and he gets to October and he finally lives up to the hype. But th- there's not a high level of confidence that, in that right now. I think his problem, Gordon, is very simple. It's not, it's not pitch velocity. It's pitch selection. I think he tries to be too smart. If I've got, Gordon, if I've got a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, you know what I'm throwing? I'm throwing my 100-mile-an-hour fastball. And I'm throwing it in spots, and I'm daring you to hit it. Go ahead and hit it. And then I'll go with the – I think he just tries to, oh, let me fiddle with this and let me fiddle. Stop fiddling. Throw him out. Throw him out. Throw the hard stuff so that the guys don't get on base. Then if you happen to give up a solo home run, Gordon, that happens. He pitches around the plate. I get it. I understand it. But it's too many of these multiple innings, multiple, multiple run innings yep, that drive me nuts. That's yep. the thing that gets to me. No, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, this has been pronounced for a while now. It seems like it's getting worse as the season goes along. You know, tonight, stake to a 3 nothing lead. He can't hold that again. Um, for Pete's sake. 
I don't want to hear any more excuses because at the end of the day, it is deliver in October or be prepared to hear about it for the rest of your life. And uh, it's going to be a while, but, you know, I don't think it's just – he doesn't have to have just, like, one good outing in October to make up for last <laughs> no, year. He's got to have – you're supposed to be relying on him. He is supposed to be your ace, and he does not inspire confidence. He's the guy – that's supposed to pick up when the, the defense lets you down or, yeah. you know, somebody makes an error or, or, or the, the umpire makes a bad call or something. That, to me, is on you. That's your job as an ace, and it does not help him that he is pitching in a town with Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer, who are clearly aces. He is in, an ace in name only. Yeah. He's, he's been struggling. He's been struggling. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, okay, the Mets are tied at four. Gordon, the Mets should not be tied at four with Miami. They shouldn't be. They I'll should tell not you, be. I'll tell you this right now. By the time we get back, the game will, the be, game over. will be over. <laughs> well, I hope, you're right. I hope you're right. But I'm going to tell you this. It shouldn't be this close. And it I'll, should not be I'll this close. I'll give you another one. By the yes. time we get back, the Mets will have a one-game lead in the NL East again. Okay. Somebody, somebody got shekels. <laughs> we'll discuss it next on 987 ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Gordon, again, I know I sound like I'm beating a dead horse. I, I'm sorry. I'm a frustrated Mets fan. I want my team to do better. Okay. They should not be in a 4 4 tie with Miami in the bottom of the ninth after losing to them yesterday, Gordon. You shouldn't be in this situation. No. And, this is and, unacceptable. And look, this, is, this is a better situation than you were in. I know. Uh, you know you should have lost this game. Absolutely. I mean, if it was not the Marlins that were just, you know, kind of handing it to you late here, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they, they walked the bases loaded. Before they go to the bullpen, and then finally somebody comes through. McNeil comes through with a hit to score two runs to tie it up. But yeah, I mean, this should not be. Now the only good thing is the Braves—they're tooth and nail right now with the yes. Nationals, and they're in the—they're in extra innings right now. The bottom yep. of the tenth, also mm-hmm. tied it too. So this could very quickly change here from you know how are the Mets in a game like this to jubilation, especially if the Braves lose and you win, you get back yes. that one game lead. But um, yes. yeah, it, it should not be this tooth and nail. Ready. I mean, this is the Marlins you're yes, playing. Come on. Exactly. exactly. At home. You're yeah, not and, even and, in Miami. And, and where are the Met fans these days? You know, this was a topic of discussion on the K show today. And, uh, I don't know where they are. As a matter of fact, it was also a topic of discussion during the On broadcast, broadcast tonight. Yeah. Uh, Gary and, and uh, Ron Darling were talking about it. And I think Gary was like, well, you know, you save your money. You, if you have to spend money, you spend money for the postseason tickets. I mean, it's, it's, it, looks like a more, it looks like more people showed up <laughs> since the game started. Or maybe it's because everybody's standing. I don't know what it is, but... It, it, they haven't been drawing. There's a lot of empty seats. This is a first place team. Yeah, what's, what's going on? I'm not exactly sure. This 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 is like what you would expect for Mets Marlins when the Mets have already clinched the division. Yeah, you know, and you're you're I mean, gearing up for the for the playoffs. First and uh, very... second. How are you first and second and don't score against Miami? Yeah, I'm not exactly. Gordon, you're sure. killing me. You're uh, going yeah, to killing me. I, I I don't know what to tell you, Larry. I figured for sure, you know, they bring in a guy who has an ERA of nine. <laughs> you know, you get it, you get a hit right away, a double to dead center field. You figure, all right, they're going to find a way to score that run at some. And 
And nothing. It just nothing. doesn't feel like they're playing with the uh, the sense of urgency that you need. Now they they got the sense of urgency, I guess, when when it got down. You know, the rubber hit the road there yes. late in the game. But yes, you know, scoring four runs against the Marlins here. Come on, gonna, no. I mean, it was shut out for most of the game. Most of the game, yeah. Life. You know, Escobar, Escobar with the with the with the bases loaded, hit. You know, mm-hmm. ties the game. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise we're shaking our heads like good night. Yeah, it's Escobar. Over. I said McNeil. I met, I met Escobar. Yeah, yeah, Escobar got all the runs. Yeah, Escobar drove yeah. in all the runs. So I'm like, yep. you know, come on. What's going on? And now we're trying to figure out what are we going to do this weekend? And and I was listening to Passon on the case. It is so funny. They just, they have no clue. Well, Major League Baseball. <laughs> Mr. Manford, can you make a decision, please? What well, I mean, doing? you don't want to make it too early and then, find, you know, like think about all the times we rain out games, right? And then it turns out, well, there was no rain, right? We could have played the game anyway. So I guess you wait until you really have to make a call because it's, it could go in a lot of different ways right now. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it does seem like they're going to have to make a decision. And at least you know that you will not be in second place tonight, Larry. Moments ago, the Nationals get the game-winning hit. Yes. They beat the Braves 3-2-10. and 10. Yes. So all the Mets have to do here is beat the Florida Marlins, the Miami Marlins, and you will be back in first place by a full game. Okay. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. I mean, it probably <laughs> will only take one run. Can we we'll can see. we get to the bottom of the 10th still tied? I hope so, because now you know that um, Diaz is not in. That's true. You, you burned Diaz. Yeah, you figure, you figure Drew, uh, Drew Smith was warming up. Yep, he's in the game. Okay, so you know that's 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 an issue. For me, that's an issue. You know, I'd rather have my guy in, but you know, you know, this is what happens. This is why you take care of your business. It's, you have it's to be, very be dealing with this. I, I don't understand how they come out and they just get shot. And it would be one, like again, any on any given day, a pitcher and and the kid that was pitching for uh, for Miami tonight, he's good. He's good. You know, he's got some good stuff. Lazardo, mm-hmm. whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like it's too consistent that this happens with the Mets, where they are it's not the last place teams. Last place team. They've lost ninety games. I mean, come on. The manager is already saying he's not coming back next year. I mean, like if the manager's already kind of making plans for next year, you think the players are all invested in trying to beat the Mets? And to be honest, he played. He managed the eighth inning like he wasn't coming. Yeah, back he, he was trying to get out a little <laughs> earlier. Yeah. I mean, what, Donnie, baseball? Come on, Donnie, come back to me here. How many walks are we going to have before you go to the bullpen? I get it. You don't have any good options, but it's got to be, you know, pick your poison like Boone the other night. How about this poison that doesn't kill me immediately? Yeah. Snake bite on the mounds. <laughs> I'm like, keep it going. You don't want to leave him in? I'm good. And then he's he brings fine, in the guy fine. that balls. I, like I like his pitch shape. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's, he's hitting his oh, lanes. Man. And then he brings in the guy that bulked three times last night. I've been great. Bring him in. Right, Give me a bulk three more. See, see if we can give you another one here. Yeah, please. Help us out. Help us out. Help us out. So we'll keep an eye on that. Gordon, um, going back to the Yankee game for a second, because yeah. at the bottom of the hour, we're going to switch to football and talk about the Jets, whose new quarterback is starting this week. Oh, can't wait. Um, I was a little surpri- not not surprised. Um, I don't know what I, th- I, I was. I was disappointed. That's what disappointed. I wanted to see what Zach Britton had because in my in the back of my mind, I know you're looking for a closer, and since he is just coming back, he might be the guy because people haven't seen him for a year. So you come back, you know you you know he's got some stuff, he's able to, but he 
walked three guys and they had to pull him out. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's a lot to ask him to come. Like, the fact that he's back on a major league mound is, is impressive, right? Like, the fact that he's able to do that is 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 quite an achievement. But to now be ready to pitch in major league games, and not just major league games, like big games come October, and to think that he is going to be at the top of his game in this short period of time rushing to get back, it just seems kind of hard to believe that. Mm-hmm. It just seems like that's a big hill to climb. Now, look, they still got yeah, they still got another week here that maybe they can get him into a couple more games and you start to see something. But mm-hmm. are you really going to risk that? No, I guess not. <sighs> it well, seems it does seem kind of now. Look, give him the chance, right? I mean, it doesn't look like that. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're <laughs> getting, while we're trying things out, right? <laughs> while we're well. while we're spitballing here, why not give him a shot? But give him a shot. You know, it seems like they have. It, 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 they have a lot of different ways they can go, but it just doesn't seem like there's any that are like kind of set in stone, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out on that, but that's one of the things they have to try to get squared away. I think their rotation squared away. Uh, they're good. They don't have to play the first round. They can sit and, you know, mm-hmm. relax. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, the, the positive thing for you, Gordon, I think other than obviously Judge's home run tonight, is the fact that Aaron Hicks had a couple of hits tonight. Torres, you know, he's out, but he's continued to play well. Yep. Donaldson's continued to play well. You've got some guys who are starting to swing the bat a little bit as you get closer. I just think right now, and LeMahieu will probably play sometime this weekend. I think he said Friday. I think yeah. that, that was the day that they're going to give it a shot. And see, I think at this point it's just kind of about pain management and just mm-hmm. what can he do. It's not going to get any better right. uh, without, like, something more substantial. I guess surgery. I don't know if that's what they yeah. have to do, but it doesn't yeah, seem like it's going to get any better in the short period of time. So it's just giving it a shot and see, you know, what, what he can do because when he left, he was not, he was not DJ LeMayhew. He was a, he was a shell of himself and it clearly the injury was, was playing a, a role in that. So hopefully, you know, the time off gives him, cause that would be a big boost to the offense. Absolutely. That's kind of one of those guys that you're kind of relying on. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be great to have him back, but I just don't know what you can expect from him with the amount of time he's missed and just how much he struggled. He was DJ of last year. When he left, he was. I mean, he, I, he, I think he had one extra base hit in like a month. Uh, he had, uh, you know, and, and clearly it's the injury. You know, everybody goes through slumps, but he just did not seem like the same player. So they'll give it a shot. I mean, that's all you can do at this point. It would be a huge boost, but I just don't know how much you can rely on. And it's, you know, it's it's other guys as well. You know, it's about seeing if you can get Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, he's another one you got pointed in the right direction because he just looks completely lost right now. Um. Now he can heat up in a hurry. Sure, you're gonna sure. you're gonna kind of need him to heat up in a hurry because the the path to the Yankees winning in October, it's hard to imagine there's a path without Giancarlo Stanton being right at the front of it. I agree with you. I agree with you a thousand percent. When we return, we'll turn our attention to the New York Football Jets. They've got a quarterback starting Gordon, and it's not Joe Flacco. It's not Mike mm. White either. No. We're not doing that. (laughs) It's Zach Wilson. We'll talk about it next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Here's the next question to Robert Sala. Uh, You sure you wanted to bring it back behind that offensive line? No, his knee, is, it's 100%. And as, as far as the tackles are going, we got all the faith in the world in the guys that we do have. Max is playing really well. McDermott's played a lot of good football. I and mean, it's next man up. So it's, um, it's just a matter of making sure that everyone does their part and Zach will be fine back there. 
Gordon? Famous uh, last words. I would be very concerned. <laughs> well, I, I mean, here, here's the thing, though. It's not going to get fixed anytime soon. Nope, it's true. Right? So, I mean, like, what are we waiting What are we waiting for? We're like Mickey from Rocky. What are we waiting for? Right? I mean, right. yeah, you have to get him in there. And I keep hearing this. Well, you know, it would be great if, if, if they could get him. A, you know, this is not a soft landing spot to go out. There are no soft landing no. spots when you're the Jets. Do you, Larry, the Jets have played three games, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of game time. How many? How much time do you think the Jets have led in games? In the three games that they've played this season, how many minutes do you think that they've led in games? A minute five? 22 seconds. Mm-hmm. They have led in games, three games, for 22 seconds the entire year. When you're the Jets right now, there are no soft landing spots. And I would say the Steelers are the softest landing spot you might have for a while. Yeah. Yep. Considering what those next five get. Now, look, I, you know me, I'm my, you know, I doubt the Dolphins, but I mean, Dolphins are unbeaten right now. That's not a soft landing spot. They have no, a pass isn't. rush. They'll throw Absolutely. guys at you. So this might be the softest landing spot that they get. And I would just, I'm wondering from Jet fans, because I keep hearing, well, you know, Jet, Jet fans are going to expect him to go out and save the world. Does anybody expect him to go out there and win the game? Like, I, it would be nice if they win, but is anybody saying, well, now they have Zach Wilson back, they have to win the game? No. I don't think so. I have no. uh, The Jet fans I talk to, is not, they're just, it's much more like, hey, let's get him in the game. See let's what see has. what he's got. Yeah. we got to find out who he is. Let's hope he's healthy. Let's hope the offensive line can hold up. And he's better situated to avoid a pass rush than Joe Flacco, who's, you know, is not Statue exactly fleet Joe? of foot. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... It, it's it's time to find out, man. We're waiting to find out who this guy is because we think that some of the other talent offensively is better. But the offensive line, it, it, it's amazing to me, Larry, that we are still sitting here and talking about the Jets' offensive line. Mm-hmm. I know. It's bad. And and it's it almost get, it, sometimes it gets chalked up, well, you know, they have a lot of injuries. Nobody has that many tackles. Their offensive line was a question coming into the year. You know, one of the people, they're like, well, you know, you can't, you can't suffer all these injuries. One of the guys that suffered an injury was Mekhi Becton. W- yeah. w- were a lot of people expecting that Mekhi Becton was going to hold it down and lock down a, a tackle spot this year? And George Fant's been hurt a lot in his career. Dwayne Brown, you picked up at the last minute, uh, you know, to try and, and patchwork the offensive line. It's amazing to me the amount of resources that they have put into this offensive line, and it's still – you might say it's still the number one question of the team. No, it's 1A. <sighs> Zach Wilson's still number one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, based on the position and how important that position is, you're probably right because we don't yeah. know about him and the health is certainly a, in it. But, I mean, it's, the offensive line is still this bad? Yeah, it's 1A. There's no question. It is. It is. Listen, you're 1,000% right. You need him to play in this game. You need to see what he brings Absolutely. to the table. He hasn't played. He has not played – what has he played? Five games in in in, in six months, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it's 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 ridiculous. So you got to see what he has behind him. You got to see the offensive line. What will help? Now the Steelers still are a very good defense. We understand that they may have trouble scoring. They don't have trouble playing defense. No. Okay. So the issue is, hey, Mike Lafleur, you got to run the football Sunday, my friend. Absolutely, freaking lootly, Larry. You I gotta mean, run what, the football. What are we? What are they doing? The fifty times a game with Joe Flacco? I mean, no. come on! Can we have a little bit of balance? 
a little bit of balance. Yeah, you got to run the football, and 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 you have to pick your spots. And listen, I get it. For me, I think you have to establish the run first, Gordon, if you can. And then you can open up some things. Then you get your little play action. You get throwing it to the backs in the flat. Then maybe you can slow down the pass rush and perhaps you can throw to a tight end or a wide receiver. That would be nice. And and Gordon, can, can you give me something that sh- with shortened routes? Your offensive line is struggling. Why are you trying to run 15 yards down the field and not getting separation? Your quarterback doesn't have that much time. No. What are you doing? Uh, I, I, it's been a mess. It's been an absolute mess. Uh, and the bar is set very, very low. I mean, yes. I, I, I don't expect Zach Wilson. I, I just want to see Zach Wilson go out there and, and show me that he's much more the guy at the end of last season yes. than the guy at the beginning of the season. And, yes. and I realize, you know, this idea, well, you know, it's, it's tough to bring him back with the offensive line like this. Well, when is the offensive – do we have a date on when the offensive line is going to be functional? I'm not even asking no. for great. I'm not even asking for good. Just simply where it's not an eyesore and a major problem for the entire offense. I mean, it, the Cleveland game, it wasn't that bad. But the other better. two games, it, it, ha- it hasn't been good. It hasn't been good. It hasn't been good. Eduardo Escobar has five RBIs. He just hit the game winner tonight. There you go. I told you, Larry. See? Mets back in front. Had it all the way. Never a doubt. The Yankees have Aaron Judge. You have Escobar. Gordon, this is too much stress to go over a 90-loss team. I see a lot of guys (laughs) congratulating him and, you know, patting him on the back. Francisco Lindor should be first and foremost because he had some at-bats tonight that were unacceptable (laughs) and uh, not very productive. Yeah. He struggled a little bit. So, you know, if that would have been a loss, he he, as the most expensive offensive player on a team whose offense is struggling, he would have been right in the middle of the storm. So, um Yeah, you needed that one. So, look, there you go. A a lead once again atop the National League East. You get the job done. And now you go in and try to get it done. You got to take two or three, Gordon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? You don't want to come out of there in worse shape than you went in. That's for sure. No. Uh, And and at this point, I I don't know if you're going to get all three in. (laughs) And that's the other thing. You don't know if you'll get all three in this weekend. You might be playing two and one like next week. Next Absolutely. Thursday, you might be playing one. Very you just well don't might. know. You just don't know. Man, I mean, I just, I I understand that. Listen, you should celebrate, Gordon. Your Absolutely. Escobar, you should celebrate. You should celebrate. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, Gordon. It's, it's the relief. Last place, as much as it is joy, it's relief. It's the last place, Marlins. Give me a break. Yeah. Oh, it's not. This is not, not what, what you you're looking for right now, no, it's right? It's not what you want. I'll take the win, but, I mean, come on. Yes, stop absolutely. Stop, stop. And, look, the, the, you know, in fairness, the Braves lost to the Nationals, so they are uh, they, they have nobody to blame but themselves. But, mm-hmm. yeah, after after losing to the Marlins last night and then being down, what was it, 4 nothing? Yeah. Whew, yikes. <laughs> that, would, that would have been a stink bomb for sure. Oh, that, you talk about crawling into Atlanta <laughs> yeah. or wherever you're going to play Oh, the my game. God. Could you imagine if, they, if, if it had been reversed tonight and the Braves had won and the Mets had lost and you're now you're going to Atlanta down a game? So yes. it, and, and look, I mean, it, it worked out for you, but it could have easily gone. I didn't watch the Brave game, obviously, but it was a tie mm-hmm. game, 10th inning. Yeah. Could easily have went the other way. Yeah, and they had trailed that game. You know, Washington had the 2-1 lead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Atlanta, like they always do, they come back and, and tie and stay in it. So – 
<sighs> anyway, not take a bad. breath. Take oh. a breath. I need a Guinness. I don't need a breath. <laughs> I need a break. 1-800-919-3776. Jeff fans want to hear from you. What do you think about how happy are you that Zach Wilson is back? What do you expect from him this week? Do you expect from him that now that he's back, oh, all the offensive cures are done? Is that what you're thinking? You might want to relax. <laughs> we'll get your thoughts next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Gordon, uh, you know, you got you to get rid of the football quick. And the and see, here's the problem that you have if you're a young quarterback. We'll get to the calls in a second. You know that you're, you've watched this offensive line struggle. You've practiced behind them. You knew what it was like last year, Gordon. And that makes you want to get rid of the ball quick, and that could lead to picks. Yeah, well, look, I, mean, I don't think anybody thinks it's going to be easy for Zach Wilson. He's walking into a, a tough situation, but the tough situation is he's on the Jets. Uh, that's, that's the problem right now. There's no aspect of the Jets team through the first three weeks of the season that you think to yourself, boy, that's really clicking. I mean, the defense has had its warts again, right? And uh, the offensive line we, we've touched on, I think they have some, some talented receivers, but it's not really translated into games outside of that second game against Cleveland with, uh, with Garrett Wilson. So, uh, yeah, it's going uh, to be a challenge for him, and, and he's kind of he's, – he's been behind the eight ball, right? I mean, he, yeah. he got hurt yeah. when he got hurt, and uh, he's missed a lot of time as a result. So he, and it's not like he was – coming from a, a place where he was already up to speed, right? Like it's a second-year quarterback who's still got a lot to learn. So, yeah, it's going to be a challenge for him, no question about it. But unfortunately, as being a part of the member of the Jets, I, I just don't see what other option you have. You uh, don't. The, I, you have no yeah, other option. Yeah, I mean, you got to get him out there. You got to start to find out about him and, and hope that he can take care. You know, like that's why people draft quarterbacks where they draft them is because if you get a really good one – he can cover up some warts of the other areas of your team. You need him out there this week because, Gordon, next week it starts. Yeah. You've know, you got an undefeated Miami team. Mm-hmm. Then you've got, you know, that gauntlet of games where you start, you know, with Denver and Buffalo and New England and all that. So you need to get him at least a game under his belt. And for me, if I were a Jet fan, what do I want? Gordon, I want to be in the game in the fourth quarter with my with my with my number one quarterback. If I'm in the game in the fourth quarter, that's a good sign. That means my defense has played better. That means my offense is is not turning the ball over. They're clicking. We've got a shot to steal one on the road. That's what I. That's to me. That is. It's not as good as a win, obviously, but that's close. That would because you know what. That's more than I've had legitimately. And I'm not saying that the win against Cleveland was a legitimate. It's not what I'm saying. But you know what I mean. That that would show me well. that that, hey, guess what? We're putting some things together where all phases of the football team is starting to be competitive and playing well. That's what I need to see. Progress. You want yeah. to see progress. You want to see progress from some aspect of the team. Because, I mean, where where have you gotten progress so far? Where would you say, you know what, that's better than it was last year? Well, I guess maybe the defense to a certain degree, but that's mostly because the defense was as bad as it was last year. Mm-hmm. And this is a winnable game. You know, the idea that, oh, it's the Steelers, it's in Pittsburgh. This is not the Steelers, you know, of a few years ago or no, what you expect. No. The Steelers. They got Mitch Trubisky as their starting quarterback. 
They have the lowest touchdown rate right now in the NFL. Their touchdown rate is lower than the Giants from last season. Remember the Giants from last mm. season? So their offense is terrible. Now, I'm not saying you have to go uh, decreeing you mu- it's a must-win game. Zach Wilson's got to do this. But he's got to show you something. He's got to – and again, the bar is pretty low. He's got to be better than Joe Flacco has been the last three weeks. Yeah. And the coaching has to be better than it's been the last three weeks. The defense has to be better than it's been the last three weeks. So – I don't know that you can ex- what you can really expect out of the offensive line, but yeah, it's got you got to figure out a way to minimize your weaknesses. That's what it's about. It's about coaching, and there's been a lot of focus on the coach this week. It's about yes. time he shows you something this week. And let's face it, they, Pittsburgh's not going to run the ball down your throat. <laughs> their off, I mean, their offensive line is terrible. Yeah, they don't. Their they offensive don't run. line is not good. They don't run. They don't run the ball well. They haven't run the ball well for a couple of years. Yeah. Pauls in Queens. Hey, Paul, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Good evening, fellas. There's a famous expression in English language. It's called the buck stops here. And it pertains to this team. Guys, as you well know, Gordon made a great point before. Let's give some highlights. And then I want to pose a question to all the ESPN guys, including our buddies that, you know, um, you know have a game, on, you know, who host uh, the uh, postgame show on Sundays. Here's the first thing. Let's look at the highlights. Number one, the, the defense scheme is horrible number two they can't stop anybody on third down the third thing is you guys got guys like dj reed bickering you got quinn and williams who i'm proud of what he did on the sidelines bickering on a on a staff that just sticks to their type of let's say 49er system and doesn't play to the potential level of the, the of the quality of their players here's my question i want to post to everybody here guys Let's say, and we'll address the elephant in the room. Let's say this team goes one and seven. What are we going to do? Are we going to start thinking that we're going we're to fire this coaching staff? And hey, Zach Wilson, not the guy. I mean, it's time because there's a lot of fans out there that keep biting their upper lip and saying, "Okay, okay, you know what? They play hard. They play hard. This is a passive coach. I've been watching this team since 1979. I rank them number two next to Richie Coltide is one of the worst coaches I've ever seen." Fellas, I enjoy my time always with you. Have a great night. Thank you. All right, Paul. Thanks for the phone call. Gordon, if this team goes one and seven, there's a lot of people that's not coming back. And, 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 and if it continues that way, because if they're one and seven, they're not, they're not going to go six, of, six and three for the next nine games. I mean, we're at one and two. and talk, Listen to the conversations that are being had right now. Yeah, I know. What do you think it's going to be like if they're one and five, if they're one and six? Yeah. And it's uh, look, it, the weird things happen. They won the Browns game in a miracle. Who knows? Maybe they go into Denver and they get I don't know. Strange things happen. The Patriots they're going to be missing their quarterback for forever. You know, Jets and Dolphins sometimes play some weird games. Who knows? But you got you got to start to show me some progress. There's been like it's almost like you leave your kids in charge of a task. Mm. And you come back an hour later, and you're like, guys, have you done anything yet? Like, yeah. where is the progress? Yeah. Where is the area that you say, you know what? I know the Jets aren't a great, you know, they're not great at this, they're not great at that, but I see, I, I see progress in this. I see progress in that. And look around the league. Look around football. Look at the Giants, right? The Giants weren't able to do anything this offseason. Nope. Nothing. They are, they are saddled with one of the worst rosters after the Dave Gettleman years that you can have. 
And yet they've won two games. Now, look, did they have a more favorable schedule? Yeah, but they look more functional, too. Yeah. Take a look at Jack Jacksonville, right? Jacksonville has been as bad as you've been bad. I don't know what the exact records are. They got a young quarterback. You got a young quarterback. Well, you know, in our coaching, we had to overcome Adam Gase. They had to overcome Urban Meyer. And you've already seen more things out of Jacksonville than you've seen out of the Jets. I'm not saying it's got to be perfect. I'm not saying you got to win eight games, but you got to show me some progress. And there is not, at least through three games, there has been no progress. If I pick the highlights out, outside of the fact that Flacco is starting instead of, of, of Wilson, you wouldn't know the difference between one year and the other. Nope. They're trailing every game. Again, they have led for 22 seconds. That's crazy. It's not how you win games. <laughs> no. And it, 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 look, the first person, uh, it seems like, that's going to be in the crosshairs is definitely the coach. I, yep. I don't know that it won't be the, the, the GM as well. Because yeah. if you're telling me, well, what's the most important thing the, G, the GM has to do? He's got to pick, pick, pick the quarterback and pick the coach. Yep. Would we say right now that we feel great about either of those? No, not right now. And what was the number one thing coming in that we said, oh, you know, the Jets, how are they supposed to have any success? Their offensive line is so bad. And that, what was his specialty? Right, offensive line. As a former offensive lineman. And, and again, it's not like, well, you know, we want to fix it, but other things have gotten in the way. No, they've tried to fix it. They have spent resources, draft picks, and, and, and they've made uh, signings and every, everything else. They have done, they've made moves towards the offensive line, but would anybody, is there any progress there either? I don't think so. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, although, listen, we, we talked about Mitchell, right? The, the, the rookie. Yeah. Mitchell. He was the best guy. He's the best guy last week. Right. He did a great job. He got in the way. More than other people did on that line. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mess. It is. It is. So, listen, this is put up a shut-up time for this Jet team. This is a game that it's a winnable game. This is a game that you have to show that you can at least be competitive in. I mean, come on. This this, this being down two touchdowns is can't, it's, it's old. Can't, no, you it's cannot. Old. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. You got to start to show me some signs of life here because much like the Knicks, right? What do we talk about with the Knicks mm-hmm. when they lose like three? Man, you get under 500 and you can get underwater fast. In the NFL, with this schedule, you lose yeah. to the Steelers. You got the Dolphins, the Packers, the Broncos. Tough. And I, and I know the Patriots are down right now. I don't think they're very talented. They don't have their quarterback. <laughs> not for you, they're not. Not for you, man. <laughs> not for you. You know. So and, I get and, it. And with your luck. With your luck, right, he'll be miraculously luck, healed by the time Russell you get. Wilson will look like he was in oh, Seattle yeah. playing yeah. Super Bowl again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets because late early. Once again, yeah, because once again, your defense and, and not making excuses, but you know they got to get off the field, Gordon. And it's hard for them to get off the field. And then when they do get off, and then when they have a chance to get off the field, they make dumb mistakes. Yeah, it's the same old veterans story. too. Veterans, yeah, doing it. it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. They got to do better. 1-800-919-3776. We'll take your jet calls. And Giant fans, you want to hear from you as well to give, give us uh, your thoughts on a couple of days after what happened with uh, the Dallas Cowboys. But first, let me tell you about the ultimate ESPN New York Jets tailgate. It's coming October 9th. And everyone is welcome. 
We'll have a pregame celebration in La G before the Jets take on Miami with all your favorite 98.7 ESPN hosts. Plus, tailgate games, prize giveaways, live music from Randy Zoo. We got it all. Listen to DPH and Rothenberg in the morning and the Michael K Show in the afternoon all this week for your chance to score premium suite tickets and VIP tailgate passes. The ultimate ESPN New York Jet, Jet Tailgate is brought to you by Guinness, Pepsi, and 98.7 ESPN.